Hey, it's Mal. <laughs> and Maddie. And this is Matter of Fact. Matter of Fact. Oh, gosh. Just, <laughs> just two best friends dabbling and speaking with superficial knowledge on our subjects. In other words, a smattering of facts. <laughs> been a while (laughs) it's been a while for sure um we talk about our journey that we've had the past yeah we're coming to you over zoom right now so that's why things might be a little bit different sounding um we've never done a zoom episode before so come along with us so uh What's been going on? Well, let's, uh, let me give you a little, the start of this story. Um, it was back when, on July 4th, my mom came down with the good old Rona, um, and then subsequently my sister did, and then I did, and then my dad never got it. I thought your sister already had it, though. Yeah, she got it again, though. I don't know. Did and then she have my symptoms again? No, but she tested positive twice for it. Oh. Um, and my That's dad good. tested negative, even though he was living amongst my mom and I who had it. It took me a good three weeks to recover from from it, but um, so far so good. I'm still waiting for my smell to come back, but. <laughs> Everything else is as good as new, I guess. Yeah. What about you, Mallory? What's been going on with you? <laughs> well, I had a great 4th of July weekend and then came home and Maddie was like, hey, we got Rona over here. And I was like, great. I just saw you like a few days ago. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so then... I wasn't having any symptoms or anything like that. So then, well, that meant that my entire family had kind of been exposed. So then we all had to get tested um, for work purposes and stuff like that. And we all came back negative. But the day that um, my test came back negative, I came down with a fever. (laughs) And so then I was like, great. And it was like six days after exposure. So like it should have, yeah, it should have tested positive if I had it. So then I like was getting fevers and like just feeling really crappy. And like, it felt like I had a cold, but I didn't have like, I wasn't like congested. Like I wasn't like stuffy, but I had like, I've been having like headaches and like just like fevers would come and go and I just felt like really tired and out of it and then a week so a week after my first COVID test I got tested again just to make sure that it wasn't COVID and it came back negative again (laughs) and so then that and then like right after that my throat started hurting and I was like well I think I just had like a normal cold and then, like, this is just left over from whatever weird cold I had. Because, yes, COVID is going around, but there's also all the regular sicknesses that are also still going around. True, which my dad got, like, a really bad cold, but it wasn't COVID. 
Yeah. There's still, like, the flu and whatnot. Yeah. So then it was bearable pain. And then, like, over the weekend, I don't remember what day this was. I don't it was, know. It was, like, a week ago. Yeah. Um, I started having trouble, like, swallowing. And it was just a lot more painful. <laughs> and I finally made my dad look into my throat with a flashlight because I was like this is not just a normal sore throat you know like sore throat and he was like oh my gosh we need to get you to the urgent care because it looks really bad mm. and so I went to urgent care thinking it was like strep throat now and um so I got tested there for strep throat it came back negative but because my tonsils were so swollen and I had like gross like white stuff growing on them it was so gross guys I she um, sent me a picture and I like I was like <sighs> yeah she literally like it's pretty bad when the doctor looks in your mouth and, you're, and is like you look horrible oh my god and even though the strep test came back negative I'm gonna treat you anyway so they got me on antibiotics but then like two days later I was like this is not working and my throat is closing up even more <laughs> I cried a lot <laughs> because I was very scared and my throat was like over halfway closed off like I could barely eat like swallowing any sort of anything water you couldn't was talk. like torture. I couldn't even talk I was like talking like this like trying to even like get anything out it was so <laughs> miserable and so then and I'm trying to like work throughout all of this too and it was just like a mess so I went to like an emergency doctor's appointment and they like took everything they could out of me. They took blood. They did like three more very intensive swab samples. Basically, they would like go in and swab until I literally gagged. And yeah. And then they came back the next day saying I had mono. Mm. <laughs> and so that explained the whole two weeks of this weird cold and the tonsils. Yeah, so in all, it's been four weeks since we've been able to sit down and do an episode. The last time we saw each other was that Wednesday before I got July 1st. COVID. Yeah. yeah, and um, that was the last time we've seen each other, too. So, yeah, wow. so we had to keep, <laughs> we had to keep putting off podcast episodes because like one of us would be like sick and then like I like couldn't even talk last week yeah but now I'm just like in that phase where you're really tired all the time so yes before (laughs) school because this is like the worst sickness like I've ever had it's like just so long I think just like it just is so it's like COVID with strep throat (laughs) yeah it's Yeah. 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 So this week we're, uh, we decided to do an episode about weird animals. And so we have a top 10 here where we each have brought um, five that we found were very weird. So what category of animals did you do? I chose land animals. And then I also picked like one bird because I couldn't like help it. Um, <laughs> Okay, so my first animal 
is the fossa. Whoa. Um, oh. Yeah. So these animals look like like lemurs mixed with a cat mixed with like a weasel kind of like they have really long bodies and then they have like these cute little round ears and they're like brown oh my goodness so okay so this is what uh wikipedia says the description is it's a cat-like carnivorous mammal um which is it only lives in madagascar and i think we're all familiar with the Madagascar movie where the lemurs are all scared of the fossa. Oh, okay. And I didn't know that that was a real animal, but, um, yeah. I really want to watch Madagascar now. I haven't seen that. Um, okay, so it's closely related to the mongoose, which, if you don't know what a mongoose is, it's kind of like a, uh, otter weasel thing um yeah (laughs) um and I looked up like what sound does this make and it says it purrs (laughs) the only time they seem to vocalize is during breeding the female mews to attract males and males howl and yowl when competing for a female a fossa may (laughs) roar to intimidate a fellow fossa or in defense fossa pups make a purring sound when nursing near their mother so the fossa also, I think they like they pretty much eat lemurs. Oh my gosh! Um, I don't know why that's surprising after we just talked about the movie. Uh, small to medium-sized animals. Um, <laughs> it also like climbs through the trees and stuff. I don't know. I'm trying. Yeah. Let's see how how big do they get? I feel like it should say. Oh, okay. So they have an average head body length of 70 to 80 centimeters or 28 to 31 inches and weigh between 5.5 and 8.6 kilograms or um, 12 and 19 pounds so they're kind of like the size of a big cat huh they yeah. kind of look like a big cat yeah they have semi-retractable claws um they climb up and down trees head first so are you, you can go ahead and share your screen. With my first one? Yeah. Your first one. <clears throat> so Ooh. my first is, my animals are all from the sea. So I my first is a sea cucumber because I feel like I've always heard about those. And I think, isn't that like the punchline of like a joke in Finding Nemo? Yeah. Or something? What yeah. is the joke? I was trying to figure out the joke. Um, I can't remember it. I don't know, but I'll look it up. But these things look so funny. Basically, they're just like <laughs> lobs. Okay, I'm reading from LiveScience.com. Literally, they're just chubby, worm-like sea creatures that just sit on the seafloor. They're invertebrates, and yeah, they just like hang out. Do they move? They have like, oh, it says they have five rows of tiny feet that run lengthwise down their bodies, <laughs> like from their mouth to their butt. And it just like anchors them to the seafloor. And then they move across the seafloor by changing water pressure in their feet. Whoa. So they can like, cool. 
so they can increase the amount of water in their feet to stretch them out and then like release the water to contract them. Whoa. So I guess that's what, I mean, that makes sense that they're called cucumber because they're mostly water, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they eat, they literally just like kind of open their mouths and then like there's like little feet things, like little shovels around their mouths that just like shovel everything in, including like sand. Wow. And they just like, they're just like a vacuum that like eats everything. That's kind of cool though. So weird. That's super weird. It looks kind of gross, but... Oh my gosh! Occasionally, if disturbed or distressed, sea cucumbers will expel their entire digestive oh. system. But they can, reg- they can grow a replacement in just a few weeks. Whoa. How? So that doesn't like, even make stress. sense. <laughs> just imagine like, how many um, digestive systems we would have expelled in the past, like, three weeks if we reacted the same way past like three months are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) the past uh year (laughs) that's so crazy yeah that is crazy yeah sea cucumbers sea cucumbers all right i have oh and to mate they're really lazy they just like the males release their sperm into the water and the females release their eggs and then they basically just like hope that's pray for the best there's a chance that they run into each other wow (laughs) that's that is the ultimate like laziness like (laughs) (laughs) wow okay so this next one i have is um the tufted deer oh it's like a vampire deer yeah it's a deer that quite literally has (laughs) fangs like look at that (laughs) it just it okay it looks it's exactly like a normal deer like brown with a little like fluffy white tail and it has like a little tuft of fur on its forehead but then it has these two little stupid fangs that hang out of its mouth like (laughs) I have never even like heard of these yeah so uh, it may just be like my new favorite animal yeah um they have okay so apparently it's only the males that have the canines that are fang-like um and it's kind of it's from central china in northeast myanmar um it's considered near threatened and it's the only member of its genus elephotus um yeah it's it's pretty interesting wow it's it's coat turns black in the winter and chocolate brown in the summer yep i wonder why it would turn darker in the winter probably for like to conserve heat or something maybe like you think it'd be the other way around for like camouflage or something but yeah i don't know interesting so it also has um we're gonna post that picture yeah it has an antler just one um on the males and it's super short and it's pretty much just hidden by the hair i'm trying to see if you can yeah okay you can kind of see it in that picture that's its antler so it just looks like a mutated deer with wait (laughs) 
Yeah, it looks like a deer, like, had a baby with a boar, but it only got, like, two of the chromosomes from the boar. So what do they do with the fangs? (laughs) Um, They're not, like, carnivorous, are they? um, Okay, so it's used for, um, like, defense. Like, the males will fight for each other. They're pretty solitary. Um, And when it's alarmed, it will let out a bark. And it moves in cat-like jumps. Oh, yeah, that'd be kind of scary. Yeah, so I'm trying to see what it eats. I honestly don't know. Hmm. It's near threatened. Tufted deer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pretty cool. So I just like scream. <laughs> <laughs> These are all from like LiveScience.com, but basically. I just had to like like look at this guy's smile. <laughs> so this is a this Beautiful. is known as a Bathysaurus ferox, literally meaning fierce deep sea lizard. I love that. So they're found um, near eastern Australia, of course. And it's known at least I think this was from like 2017 um, as the world's deepest living predator wow so they can be 3300 to 8200 feet or a thousand to 2500 meters below the water surface which is like miles yeah that's so basically like an it looks like it just looks gross it looks like a (laughs) it's kind of like an eel but then like the head is a mouth like a lizard looking thing with a bunch of teeth it looks super slimy yeah and basically like when an unsuspecting prey swims by it darts out and snatches up the meal in its jaws and then like once he has its food um once you like it can't get out the more you, it tries to struggle the farther into the mouth it goes oh i hate that that's terrifying yeah so fierce deep sea lizard wow and it says it's also a hermaphrodite yeah so that means (laughs) that it has both ovarian and testicular tissues in its reproductive organs so like it doesn't have to like worry about finding a mate the right yeah it doesn't really have to worry about finding a mate as long as it finds like another one then it can just mate with it that's really crazy they have both parts so that crazy that is really crazy. I guess if you're so sparsely populated. I mean, you do what you gotta do, I guess. <laughs> they, at least they're not the sea cucumbers who are like, well, good luck, eggs. Yep. I hope you find the sperm. Like, yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah. Okay, so my next one is called an I-I, Um, These things look terrifying to me. They have these little orange beady eyes, but they're like, you know, Um, and (laughs) they have like really scraggly fur, like what you would see on like a hairless dog. And no offense, but if you have a hairless dog, your dog is hideous. Um, Chinese crested. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Um, They are a long fingered lemur and the finger that is long is their middle finger. Um, Perfect. They're from they're they're from Madagascar, um, and they have teeth that grow perpetually and a special thin little 
here. Um, and they're considered threatened. Um, they're the world's largest nocturnal primate. Um, and this is how it finds food. It taps on trees to find grubs, then gnaws holes in the wood using its forward slanting incisors to create a small hole in which it inserts a narrow middle finger to pull the grubs out. Oh. And that um, type of foraging is called percussive foraging and takes up 5 to 41% of foraging time of this lemur. Yeah. So is that what Maurice is in the Madagascar movie? Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, it is? Yep, Maurice, the one that's like... The King Julian's assistant or whatever? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's really (laughs) funny. Yeah, so (laughs) it looks really creepy. Like, if you look up the pictures of its hands, do you see that? (laughs) Yeah, it looks like a spider. Yeah, it's, um, (laughs) it's pretty gross. Um, so they don't really go on the floor of the forest. They kind of stay up in the canopy of the trees. Um, and they are omnivores, eating seeds, fruits, nectar, and fungi, but also insect larvae and honey. So, and it can tap on, um, the trunks and branches of trees up to eight times per second. Wow, that's kind of cool. Cool yep. little factoid. Yeah, fun little factoid. And they are considered solitary animals. Yep. Solitary. Yep. And um, the female is dominant to the male, so that's kind of funny. Oh, okay. So, like, the females have their own specific territory that doesn't overlap, and the male's territory may overlap with each other. All right. Well, I have, I think is what called, is what is <laughs> called a sea slug. Ooh. Specifically the Coutina peregrina. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but <laughs> Good it looks kind of like a caterpillar slug thing, but then it has like kind of, it's kind of pretty. It, it is like pretty. Really, really big, like orange and purple spines on the back of it yeah and basically what's kind of cool about this guy is like he eats like coral polyps but he eats them after like right as they're done eating their dinner so like instead of just like eating what they eat he literally just like they're they eat their dinner and then right after he's just like i'm just gonna eat you so i get the nutrients that you just ate and you. you. <laughs> wow. That's that's kind of um wow. Like how rude is that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean two for one special, I guess. <laughs> kind of working smarter, not harder, but yeah. You know. Yeah. That, that's kind of funny. Yeah, okay. Um my next one is called a Jarbaru. Um and it is this bird oh. that has a black head with like purple on its neck, and it's a stork. Um, and it's found in the Americas from Mexico to Argentina. Um, and it sometimes comes up to Texas, and it's been reported as far north as Mississippi. Um, 
it is also the only member of its genus, Jabiru. Um, and it comes from a, I'm going to say this wrong, from a Tapi Gurani language and means swollen neck. Um, and its oh. neck does look pretty swollen. Um, it has a super big black bill. And it's the tallest flying bird found in South and Central America. Um, and it can weigh up to 20 pounds as a male. Wow. And it's mostly white plumage on its body. Um, they live in groups near rivers and ponds and eat fish, mollusks, and amphibians. And will occasionally eat reptiles, bird eggs, and small mammals. Um, yeah, they like to wade in shallow water. Um, I'm trying to see what else. Um, there was like something where it talked about like they were in a zoo somewhere and their enclosure didn't originally have a, <laughs> it didn't originally have a like covering like a roof on it and so they flew yeah. out and tried to stab some visitors with its oh my goodness um and then they had to change that and put a roof on it so yeah fun fact they can get aggressive but wow yeah i can definitely relate to the swollen neck thing though oh my gosh <laughs> you really can <laughs> oh, that's funny yeah oh my goodness yeah so my next thing is uh, a type of like sunfish. Whoa! And it's like it's like ten feet long. That's huge! Wow! And it just is like a. It's called the world's heaviest bony fish. I don't know the actual name. I oh, it's called the mola mola. <laughs> it's known as a mola mola. Um, it was first caught off the coast of Japan in 1996 weighing 5,070 pounds or 2,300 kilograms. That's huge. In 1996? That's Yeah. It basically just looks like a giant, like, flat fish thing. It's, like, white. has, like, a big eye. Whoa. That's kind of cool. But, yeah, apparently it's, like, the heaviest fish in the sea because, like, their skeletons are made of bone instead of, like, um cartilage like sharks and stingrays and stuff like that that kind of makes me uncomfortable so yeah wow i mean i don't i don't really know what the purpose of them is other than to say hey that's a big fish (laughs) yeah apparently (laughs) it's kind of like cool looking it's like a flat whale almost yeah that's pretty cool yep okay um okay so my next friend is called a bilby oh that's so cute and it's a um it's a mammal from um okay it's a desert dwelling marsupial omnivore um from australia um they're called bilbies or rabbit bandicoots (laughs) so so cute the lesser bilby became extinct in the 1950s, and the greater bilby um, survives but remains endangered. It's 22 inches long, excluding the tail, which is around 11 inches long. Um, it has a long pointy nose and very long ears. Um, it's kind of like a mouse mixed with a rabbit. 
Um, I think it's it reminds me of a chinchilla. Yeah, it is type of thing. A chinchilla. Yeah, it looks Um, like it. Okay, it looks like a giant rat with like rabbit ears, like a bunny ear headband. (laughs) Yeah. Um, they are excellent burrowers and build extensive tunnel systems with their um, claws, and they can have up to a dozen burrows, like different tunnel systems um, that they move between. Um, the female bilby's pouch faces backwards, which helps, oh. um, like dirt not get it get in it while digging. And they have one of the shortest gestation periods for mammals, which is 12 to 14 days. Oh, wow. And fun fact about this cute little thing is that um, the Easter bilby is an Australian alternative to the Easter bunny. Oh. In Australia, in some places, or I don't know if it's everywhere. If you're from Australia, you could let me know. Um, And yeah, it's. It's usually an Easter bilby. So this little, little animal, which honestly, I think I would believe this animal to deliver Easter eggs to me more than I would a rabbit. Yeah. You know, like, just saying, just based on how it looks. So, yeah, there's that. A bilby. Yeah, a bilby. So, so cute. That's definitely my favorite so far. Yeah. I think that they're really cute. That was my last one, so you have another one? But, like, imagine being, like, imagine only having to be pregnant for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder if they breed really fast then. Like, rabbits, you know? How rabbits breed super fast. Yeah. I would, I don't know. But. Are they, they might be, like, super common in Australia. Or no, just, I, wait, they're considered endangered, so. Oh, okay. Maybe not. But I'm sure, like, people know about them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you... you I have know, never even heard of these the or Easter seen the Bilby, like... Being the ignorant American that I am. Same. Okay, my last one's kind of scary looking. Oh, bo- oh whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's called <laughs> a black dragonfish. Another one from the deep sea. Um, bottom-dwelling bioluminescent creature. Whoa. It has light-emitting organs arranged all along its belly to fool predators by changing its, like, silhouette. That's disgusting, and I hate that. And it also has, like, little, like, flashlights next to each eye so that it can, like, look out for prey or signal potential mates. Wow. I don't like like that. Flash each other to find out. That's mildly terrifying. And, okay, it looks like... I forgot we had to, like, describe it. Yeah. It's like a, well, if you could picture, like, kind of like an angler fish, but it's kind of also like an eel. It just is, like, a big, scary-looking fish with lots of, like, pointy teeth. Yeah. And Pretty gross. there are also razor-sharp teeth on the tongue. Oh, no, no. That doesn't on the mean. tongue. Ew. No, I don't like that. Like, that's gross. That is so scary. Like, the ocean scares the crap out of me yeah (laughs) but especially like the deep ocean like imagine just like seeing that's i think finding nemo also played a part in scaring me of the deep ocean i agree but like honestly 
don't want to get caught up with those guys. Yeah, no thanks. So, because we did such a horrible job with descriptions, we obviously will be posting pictures of these (laughs) on our social media um, for you guys to check out. Um, We have our Instagram, which is at Smatter of Fact, and our Twitter, which is at Smatter of Fact MM. And then you can also email us at smatteroffectmm at gmail.com. Um, guys we would and I you know we really just hope that you all have been staying safe and healthy and away from COVID and mono (laughs) yeah Yeah. don't get yeah yeah so and thanks for just like bearing with us for not producing content for almost a month (laughs) yeah we didn't just fall off the face of the earth we've just been very sick so we still love you Hopefully, we'll be feeling better and get back to no- more of a normal yes. um, pace. Production. Yeah. Well, take care, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye.